Holocaust survivor blasts Congress for censuring Rashida Tlaib. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! with Dennis Moynihan in our weekly Breaking the Sound Barrier podcast. In the U.S. Capitol Rotunda, the nation's founding documents are on display, including the Bill of Rights, which enshrines free speech. As Israel subjects Gaza to a massive air and ground assault, Congress has reminded us of what's come to be known as the Palestine exception to free speech. On Tuesday, 22 Democrats joined with the Republican majority to censure Palestinian-American Congressmember Rashida Tlaib. Just before the rare vote, Tlaib addressed the House, surrounded by her progressive colleagues, including the two other Muslims in Congress, Andre Carson and Ilhan Omar, herself the only African refugee in Congress, their fellow African-American Congress members Ayanna Presley, Summer Lee, Jamal Bowman and Cori Bush, along with the chair of the Progressive Caucus, Pramila Jayapal. I'm the only Palestinian-American serving in Congress, Mr. Chair, and my perspective is needed here now more than ever. I will not be silenced, and I will not let you distort my words," Tlaib said. Trying to bully or censor me won't work, because this movement for a ceasefire is much bigger than one person. It's growing every single day. There are millions of people across our country who oppose Netanyahu's extremism and are done watching our government support collective punishment and the use of white phosphorus bombs that melt flesh to the bone. They are done watching our government, Mr. Chair, supporting cutting off food, water, electricity and medical care to millions of people with nowhere to go. Like me, Mr. Chair, they don't believe the answer to war crimes is more war crimes. As Congressmember Tlaib was being censured, 87-year-old Holocaust survivor Marion Ingram was nearby, protesting at the White House, demanding President Joe Biden call for a ceasefire. I find it horrific that the politicians have the nerve to censure righteous voices for peace and for the lives of Gazans who are being murdered. Ingram said on the Democracy Now! News Hour the next day. It is slaughter that is happening. And Rashida Tlaib is, in my eyes, a hero. She continued I am a Jew. My mother was a Jew. My Jewish family was murdered in 1941. Hamburg Jews were sent to uh, Minsk and Belarusia upon arrival. Uh, they were stripped and then shot and dumped into a mass grave. My grandmother was taken to <clears throat> by, the, by two Gestapo who came uh, to my mother's apartment uh, and took her away the night before I turned six years old. The German-American Holocaust survivor was adamant. Netanyahu's government uh, Israel's policies for decades has been su the suppression of Palestinians, land grabs, uh, deprivation of Palestinians. It is painful for me, as, uh, as someone who has experienced all of the terrors that Gazans are experiencing, and even the uh, horrific attacks in Israel by Hamas. But uh, Hamas 
attack on Israel does not justify the slaughter of women and children, especially children. I was a child of war. I have experienced all of these things. I have also, I've also known for a fact that what Israel is doing will not end this conflict. It will only exacerbate it. Marion Ingram is not alone. Over 1,000 Jewish academics, artists and clergy have signed an open letter that called for an immediate ceasefire, the release by Hamas of all hostages and an end to Israeli apartheid and occupation. The effort was led by Omer Bartov, Brown University professor of Holocaust and Genocide Studies, described by the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum as one of the world's leading specialists on the subject of genocide. I was a, a, um, a soldier in the IDF and the Israeli Defense Forces uh, between 1973 and 1976. Uh, and so as a young soldier, the first thing that I experienced was the, the trauma, the, the huge surprise of the Arab, the Egyptian and Syrian attack on Israel on October 6th, 1973. Bartov explained on Democracy Now! When the Hamas attack on Israel occurred on the 7th of October, 2023, uh, 50 years and a day later, um, that was quite uh, traumatic, I think, for myself and many uh, members of my generation. Professor Bartov continued. Israeli political leaders and military leaders have made very startling and, and frightening statements about Gaza, speaking about flattening Gaza, speaking about um, Hamas, but by extension also Gazas in general as human animals, uh, speaking about moving the entire population of Gaza out of Gaza. That is a clear intention of uh, ethnic cleansing. So those statements um, show intent. And that's a genocidal intent, which is often very difficult to prove in genocide. People who carry out genocide don't always want to say that they're doing it. Bartov's concerns are seconded by another veteran of the 1973 Yom Kippur War, renowned Israeli historian Ilan Pape. Pape wrote a seminal history of the 1948 ethnic cleansing of Palestine in what Palestinians call the Nakba, or catastrophe, in the lead-up to the founding of the state of Israel. What we're seeing now, what unfolds in front of our eyes, uh, is a genocidal situation uh, by which people are targeted, uh, whether they are children, babies, uh, in hospital or in schools. And uh, this is a massive operation of killing, of ethnic cleansing, uh, of depopulation. Ilan Pape said on Democracy Now! Speaking out against an ongoing attempted genocide is not a crime, nor is it anti-Semitic. In fact, it's central to the phrase often invoked by Holocaust survivors and their descendants, never again. I'm Amy Goodman with Dennis Moynihan.